welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. Welcome to all of our campuses, and uh, if you're new to River Valley Church, this is uh, our Vision Weekend. And uh, for me, it's kind of like a State of the Union uh, address, except there's nobody behind me, and the, uh, the you know, congregation doesn't stand and clap all the time. But maybe we should do that. I mean, maybe we should. All right. You weren't very excited about it. All right. <laughs> good policy coming forward. I'm just telling you. All right. Anyway, uh, I, I just want to say this. Uh, as we get the year started, I always do this. And uh, if you're new to it, again, it'll be a, a great thing to look back and to look forward. But also, I just want to remind you about us reading the Bible and uh, reading the New Testament in the month of January. If you are with us so far, you have already read through Matthew, Mark, uh, Luke, and now we're on to John this weekend. So if you have lagged behind and you have not done it, this is your opportunity. Jump in and you'll read from John all the way through to Revelation. So you may have missed Matthew, Mark, and Luke, but you could get at John and then go all the way through. And then I want to thank everyone that's been fasting and praying. Uh, many of us fasted this last Wednesday, and I thank God for that, that we've been praying and believing God for a breakthrough. We are still praying every day for our, one of our values, for our team, for our vision, all these things. We are praying for that. Keep praying every day, and let's be a part of that. Uh, I know 1,800 people are on the YouVersion app, and they're following our, our Bible reading plan right now. This is a great start to the year, and uh, it's a joy to be able to start it this strong and now look back. Now, I think it's a good thing to look back. I think it's a great thing to look back. King David was celebrating God's presence. And we see this in 1 Chronicles 16, 12. He says, remember the wonders he has done. And I think when we look back on this year, we're going to say in 2019, remember the wonders he has done. His miracles and his judgments, he pronounced like he's a good God and we're going to remember what he's done. Psalm 103 verses 1 and 2 says, praise the Lord my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name, praise the Lord my soul and forget not all his benefits. I don't want that year to go by and us to forget all that God did for us, all that he did. He was so good to us. It was an amazing year in 2019. Our theme could have been called construction. How many know what I'm talking about? It could have been called construction. If you're unfamiliar with this, uh, after a long delay, we opened our Crosstown campus. And in 2019, in the heart of one of the worst winters, we opened our Crosstown campus and uh, finally gave them a permanent home right off of 169 in Crosstown. It is a beautiful building. It is uh, starting to be filled with new people that are coming in and finding Jesus, but that opened right away in February. Also, we had other campus things that happened. Our Woodbury campus went moved from a school 
pool being portable and moved into their building. It looks phenomenal. I was there on Christmas Eve to celebrate. And uh, spoiler alert, I'm just letting you know, uh, I mean, they made their kingdom builders goal and uh, they were so excited. Pastor Alan called me after he found out that they made their goal for the year. And he's like, I have never led, you know, people raising this much money and we did it. We're in our new building. And he was just, he was so excited. He's like, thank God, the best is in front of us. He's like, I'm ready to run a hundred miles an hour. And of course, speaking of running a hundred miles an hour, it's like our Minneapolis campus was bursting at the seams. They, the, the Muse Event Center was a great place for us to be, but we outgrew that and now we're in the Aria. And I just love that venue. Everybody that walks in just gets cooler by walking in. I'm just saying, that's what happens there. But I wanna say this to those three campuses and all of our campuses, fill the buildings, fill the buildings. We didn't build them to look at them. We didn't rent them to look at them. We, there's not a building we have that we wanna just sit in the parking lot and go, ah. We wanna look at it and see it full of people. We wanna see empty seats and pray for more people. We wanna start more services. We wanna expand and grow and we wanna fill those uh, church buildings. Come on. I think about Reinhard Bonnke was an evangelist and he went to be with the Lord this last year. He died and he, he preached and he said, heaven full, hell empty, heaven full. I mean, buildings full, bars empty. Come on, let's go. Let's do something River Valley Church. So let's fill those buildings and let's go for it. I want to say a huge thank you to Scott Olson leading that and, and all the work that he did. Yes. Be praying for him as he battles cancer and he's gonna beat this thing. Be praying for him. There's more for him to do on this earth and we've got more buildings ahead. All right, let's do this. Healing in Jesus' name. Now, all that led to uh, an attendance. Our average attendance for the year was 9,756. On a regular weekend, 9,756 people. It was over double that on Easter. And on Christmas Eve, almost 15,000 people uh, were worshiping. And I've just learned this. You guys love candles. You love that. On Christmas Eve, you're like, I love candles. I want candles. And I told the pastor the other day, I said, don't have a living nativity. Just have candles. All right. Yeah, it's good. But I love that. And there's so many things to celebrate. I'm going to quickly go through these because we're going to run out of time. We had 5,112 people on life team serving. Thank you for making this possible. We had 5,551 people go into life groups. We had 736 people go on a global team. We had 1,091 people complete next. That means you're leaning in. You're saying, I want this to be my church. And if you've not done that, lean in and do that. 1,024 people went to the Holy Spirit retreat so they could find the power of the Holy Spirit and function in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. 703 people, a record number, went to Freedom Encounter saying, I don't want to be bound by the past anymore. And that's something we could clap about and say, thank God for all that. Now, I know numbers can numb us and this is not a math class, all right? But I know this, God used you to make a difference. You were in life teams and using your gifts and talents. Our worship team did all sorts of things. Every one of us used our gifts and God used you to make a difference. I think of the story of Juan and Ariana. I think we have a picture of them. They were on a road trip to Minneapolis for an internship. They heard worship music on Spotify that somebody made happen through our team and through our volunteers. 
And they were on their way to Minneapolis. They said, that church is in Minneapolis. We love that music. It's in Minneapolis. They finished their internship. They found a church here. They said, this is our home. So they found a job here and now they've jumped into River Valley Church. You're making a difference by serving. And you're making a difference in people's life that are finding faith in Jesus Christ. Alex was a young man and is a young man at St. Paul campus. He was asked by a friend to join a, a climbing group. He didn't know it was one of our life groups that was climbing. He joined that life group and he found people that loved him and where he was at and said, we love you for who you are and where you're at. You know what he did from there? He joined a second life group. He's already ahead of many of you, all right? He's already ahead of many in the church. All right, he joined two life groups. And then he decided after being in two life groups to try a church service. He came to the campus in St. Paul and he felt the presence of God for the first time. He said yes to Jesus. He got water baptized. He's on a life team. He's in a life group. Come on, lives are being changed. Come on, let's stand right now. That's a place to stand. He's one of the 6,493 people that said yes to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now stay standing at all of our campuses. Stay standing. If you're not standing, stand. We also had 825 people get water baptized and he's just one of the pictures of them. There's others that were baptized. And heaven, the Bible tells us that heaven rejoices when one sinner repents. And we had over 6,000 people do that. And I just want you to just hear the story of Alex and realize people loved him where he was at. And as you're standing here, I'm asking you to commit to love people where they're at. I'm asking you to bring them to church with you. Don't just invite them, bring them to church with you. I'm asking you to help them where they're at. Be the kind neighbor, the helping neighbor, the loving neighbor. I'm asking you to go to them. Some people will never come to church and I'm asking you to go to them and I'm asking you to show the love of Jesus. Jesus has been too good for us to be quiet. And one more time before you're seated, let's celebrate 6,493 people that said yes to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So many stories. You can be seat, seated. I didn't have time to talk about an atheist that got saved at Woodbury, but I'll tell you about her later. I didn't have time to tell you about a dad that got saved at Shakopee, that he just was raised in a religious world, but never really said yes to Jesus. And it was during the Philippians for You series that he finally said yes to Jesus at Shakopee. I mean, lives were being changed and you made a difference. Every one of you from a parking lot attendant to the person that greeted at the door to the person that made sure everything was in place. Everybody mattered, everybody made a difference. Now, here's a big one that I know a lot of people have been waiting for. People were wondering like, how do we do on Kingdom Builders? How do we do? I just could say this, the last quarter of the year was off the charts with the miracle offering going over $2 million. We had a goal of going over $6 million as a church to be able to do good around the world. And I want to let you know that we raised $6,234,618. I got to say thank you. 
thank you. I mean, from the person that gave a dollar to the person that gave the largest gift, thank you. Every gift mattered, and together, over $6.2 million. We did things that weren't even in the book. Matter of fact, there was one that I got a call from David Meyer, and, and he said, hey, we've got some churches that need to be built. And I said, I think we're going over. And I said, go ahead and do it, and go ahead and show this picture of this church in India. It's in Dalia Umar, India. We built this church and dug that well. It, we partnered with Joyce Meyer and Hand of Hope. These people have clean water and a church right there, sponsored by River Valley. It wasn't even in the book. And I, I said, we'll take two. And we did two of them. So we did two just like that. And every single project in this book was funded. Every single thing. To God be the glory. There are people that are finding Jesus as Lord and Savior that are they're saying, thank you for your generosity. I mean, I, I, I can't help but just celebrate how good God has been. And I'm so thankful, again, for your generosity in doing that. I, I love pastoring this church. I love what God has in the past, but I love what's ahead of us because I believe the best is yet to come. I don't just say that. I really believe that the best is yet to come. And I want to tell you what our theme is. And I believe you should have been given a card or it was on your chair. And I want everybody to grab that. It says Vision Weekend. And it says 2020. It says hold nothing back. Hold nothing back. I believe everybody should have one. If you didn't get one, be sure to get one on your way out. We want you to have that. It also says save the date for August 30th for our 25th anniversary. But I want you to focus on the Vision Weekend. Here's how it happened. I was just reading and, and hearing about uh, just the different translations. And somebody said, you should read like your devotion time in the good news translation. I said, I'll do that. I'll, I'll do it in a casual reading way, good news translation. And I heard this verse and saw this verse. It was Acts 2020 and it jumped off the page because as I saw Acts 2020, I thought, oh, next year's 2020. And I thought, oh, that's kind of neat. And then I read the verse. It says, Paul speaking, and he says to the church at Ephesus, he's saying, you know that I did not hold back anything that would be of help to you as I preached and taught in public and in your homes. And I thought, that's really great. Paul didn't hold back anything. He lived a life that says, I won't hold anything back. And I just felt in that moment, how many know when you're reading the word and all of a sudden it comes alive to you and it was like, hold nothing back. Acts 2020, it's 2020 this year. And I was like, that's our theme. It's, it's hold nothing back. And I felt God saying, I want this church to live in a way that says, hold nothing back for their good. Hold nothing back so that people can get mature in their faith. Hold nothing back so more people can know Jesus as Savior. Hold nothing back. And that became our theme. And I was like, hold nothing back. And then I was reminded that God the Father didn't hold anything back from us. In Romans 8.32, it says this, God did not keep back his own son, but he gave him for us. If God did this, won't he freely give us everything else? And it was right there. It was just like, how many know when you find a theme, all of a sudden it's jumping off the page at you and it's jumping off. And I'm like, Paul didn't hold anything back. He said, I gave you everything I had. God says, I didn't hold back my son. I gave you my very best. I gave you what you needed. And now we're living that life. And I mean, think about it. We're called to live a life every day, our normal life. We're called to live a life that says, I will not hold anything back. I will hold nothing back. The Bible tells us in Matthew 16, 25, if you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you'll save it. And God's telling us right there, I want you to live a life that says, I'm yours. 
I'm yours. I, what do you want? I, I, I'm not holding anything back. How many know in this exchange, when you say yes to Jesus, it's not like I'm in for 90%. So I'm in for 80. I'll take 92. No, you're like, I'm all in God. I'm all in. And as we live all in, as we live saying, I will hold nothing back. Something happens. The world just starts trying to pull back some margin and pull back some margin and get us to go to 90% and 80% and 70%. And I believe God's saying, no, that's not the way you live life. That's not the way you live for me. You hold nothing back. That's why as a church, I feel it's part of our mandate to send out 500 missionaries. And if you remember one year ago at this time, I stood in front of the church and I introduced you to number 100, 101, 102, and 103, I believe. And I said, these are, these are four missionaries that are going out, 100, and we all celebrated. Can I tell you, a year later, we have now sent out 131 of the 500 because we're not holding anything back. We're not holding anything back. We also have 257 more people that in our, are in our missionary action pipeline. They're saying, I think I might be one of those 500 people. And so we have 257 people that are in the pipeline. I wanna let you know that 35 teenagers in our youth group this year said, here am I, send me, I'm in. I'm part of the 500, that was 35 teenagers. And I'm just as excited about this. 60 kids in our Go ministry said, yes, Lord. They said they think they are called to be one of our 500. And I know some of you are like, well, they're just kids. Can I tell you this? Samuel was only about 11 years old. When you read the story in 1 Samuel, and he goes to Eli and he's like, who are you calling my name? He's like, no, I'm not calling your name. Are you calling my name? I'm not calling you. you call oh, it must be God talking to you. He was only a young boy of about 11 years old and God was speaking to him. And you know, he said, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. That's a story we love. He was about 11 years old. So I believe God was calling kids in our Go Kids ministry and they were saying, yes, Lord, speak to me. I, we've got to show this later, but there's a little boy that feels called to China and he has a little bracelet and he sleeps with it on his wrist every night. He's in our church. The missionaries in China found out about it. They're praying for this little boy. He's praying for them in China and they're praying. Come on, God is doing something. We're gonna live a life holding nothing back. As I thought about all this, I couldn't help but think about the widow, the story of the widow. And that's why on your card, there are two replicas of widow's mites. You can either leave it on the card or you can take them off later. They're just glued on there. Those are replicas of the widow's mite. Okay, so we wanted, I wanted you all to have that as a, as a point to remember, hold nothing back. But I couldn't help but think of the widow that held nothing back. And we just read this in our reading, in our, in our soap sprint through the New Testament. We just read this in Luke 21. It says, as Jesus looked up, he saw the rich putting their gifts in the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. Truly, I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. She put in the two coins, the two little ones. The, the, the word for this, the, it actually means thin ones. They're thin. You're probably like, those are really thin. Yes, they are. She put in two little thin coins. And it's interesting. Jesus was standing there. He was standing by what they called the trumpets. There were 13 buckets that kind of looked like trumpets. 
And you could pay for the wood, you could pay for the incense, you could pay for the oil. You had multiple choice of things that you could do for basically kingdom builders. You know what I'm saying? You could pay for all these different things. And they had all these things. And it's interesting, you know, when Jesus says, when you give, don't sound a trumpet. That's what he's talking about. He wasn't like, he wasn't like that. He was talking about those buckets. And he was saying when rich people would come in, they would come in and they'd be like, and sound the trumpet with their gift. This lady, her gift barely would have made a thud in that trumpet. And yet it caught the attention of Jesus. You know why? Because she held nothing back. It says all she had. She gave all she had. And it's, I just thought, what a great thing for us to have to think, let's hold nothing back. Let, what is God calling us to do? What is God calling us to do? Maybe you're just like, I don't know. I, I'm trying to figure it out. But maybe there's been something that's been gnawing on you. And you felt like this is, is this the year to go in? I'm waiting for a green light from Pastor Rob. This is the green light. This is the year to go and say, I'm going to hold nothing back. It wasn't the size of this. It was the sacrifice that caught his attention, that made the greatest sound. It wasn't the amount. It was the cost. It was the spirit that it was given in. It was given out of an overflow from the heart. And I feel like our heart as a church is overflowing. And I believe God wants an overflow from our heart. He wants us to live in 2020 a life that says, hold nothing back. Let's hold nothing back. I love what my friend Mark Batterson says in his book, All In. He says, when did we start believing that God wants to send us to safe places to do easy things? That faithfulness is holding the fort. He said that playing it safe is safe. That there is any greater privilege than sacrifice. That radical is anything but normal. Jesus didn't die to keep us safe. He died to make us dangerous. I love that. Jesus did die to keep us safe. He died to make us dangerous. Faithfulness is not holding the fort. It's storming the gates of hell. Who's with me? Let's live a life that says, I'm going to hold nothing back. With that, I have goals for so many different areas, but I just want to share a few. Um, I, I won't share all of them here again, but we'll get them out to the church. But I want to see 7,500 people this year say yes to Jesus. I want to see people say yes to Jesus. And as many of you know, there was a missionary that came and he said, your worship is amazing. And by the way, we have a worship CD coming out in 2020 that I believe is going to go around the world. The songs on there that we're already singing are, just in, are, are going to impact the kingdom of God and the church around the world, all right? But he said, your worship is beautiful. But the one thing, he said, they have better worship in heaven. He said, but the one thing they can't do here on earth is help people find Jesus as Lord and Savior. They can't do that. They can't do that in heaven. You could do it on earth. They can't do it in heaven. And he said, you should help as many people. And at that day forward, I was like, we're given more opportunities at the end of our service for people to say yes to Jesus. And I want to see 7,500 people say yes to Jesus in 2020, which means you need to bring people. You need to be bringers and saying, God, we want to bring people so they can find Jesus as Lord and, and Savior. That means you're going to share with them and open up your mouth and share about the faith that is in you. I want to see over 1,200 people water baptized, which would be a record number for us to see water baptized. We had one night at our Apple Valley campus in the summer. They had almost 100. It was 98 people on one night being baptized. I want to see that become something that happens in our church. We're saying, I want to stand up. And if you've never been public with your faith, this is your opportunity to be water baptized. Do not let it say, it's been years ago. Stand up for your faith and be water baptized. 
I want to see it be a record year for global teams. Remember, this is the year that in Kingdom Builders, we are sending the students from our high school. We believe in sending each of the students from our high school uh, ministry. We want to send them on a missions trip, on a global team. So there'll be hundreds and hundreds and hundreds going out on a global team around the world, sending them. And I want to see us pay for that with Kingdom Builders, but I want to see it not just be like, here, send them. It's for all of us. And I believe there's many people you've been dragging your feet on going on a global team. You've been wondering how God would provide for you. I'm telling you, go and hold nothing back. I'm telling you, if the widow could believe God that he would be her source, throwing everything she had into the offering, I believe God's your source. Some of you have let the excuse of money stand in your way. Don't let it stand in your way. Watch God provide. I really believe that. Some of you said, well, I'd use up my vacation. What a great way to use it up. Some of you said, my boss won't do it. Why not try like Daniel chapter one and see if your boss will let you go. And if you can have favor on your life in saying, I want to go and help these people. You might find out that your work has a policy that they'll pay for your time off because you're helping the poor. I've, I, there are people that have had that happen. Do not give excuses, hold nothing back. That's the way we want to live. I believe that we're gonna have the greatest number of people feeling called to be part of the 500. And if there's something we should be praying about in the next couple of weeks as we're praying and fasting, let's be praying the greatest number of people would say, I believe I'm called to be part of the 500. I'm talking children, teenagers, adults, people saying, I believe that I'm called to be part of this. And if you think you're part of this, I'd love for you to text future 500 to 41411. It doesn't mean for sure, but it means, I think I may be. You could live in the perhaps God. You could text that and you could say future 500 to 41411 and they'll follow up on you. We're not gonna like immediately put you on a plane and send you, you know, here you go. You're going to Yemen. All right, yeah. No, we're not gonna do that. We're not gonna do that, all right? We believe that this is part of uh, what we're gonna do and say, I'm gonna hold nothing back. Can I speak to parents right now? Hold nothing back. I, I, I beg if you don't look at your kids and say, not my kids, not my kids. No, hold nothing back. Say, if that's what they're called to do, I'm excited about this. I will celebrate this. I know it's very real. We had one of our 500 that was here at church. Our own parents were here. And they said, we're not excited about this. I said, but thank you for at least being here. Thank you for at least letting her and releasing her go to do this. I pray that we'd say, I hold nothing back, not my family, not my finances, nothing. I believe this, it's a stretch here. And as you know, many years we just incrementally build our kingdom builders. Well, I'm calling the church to hold nothing back and to stretch. And I'm setting the goal for this year at $8 million. I believe that God wants us, somebody's excited. That was almost like a partisan thing, like this side of the church cheered and this side booed. I don't know. All of us. You know what that means? That means we're going to have to hold nothing back. Now, I've had the advantage of praying about this before you have, but Beck and I prayed and we've, we've worked our plan. And as many of you know, we say, start with the plan and give the plan. Then have a vision of what God could do through you. Write it down and pray about that and do that. We've done that for years. We even one year took a $10,000 jump. And I said, God wants us to jump up $10,000. She said, where? I said, I believe it's part of God's vision. And then boom, God provided an opportunity 
for a ministry. They said, will you serve on the board for us? We would like to make a $10,000 donation if you serve on the board. I said, will you give it to Kingdom Builders? They said, yes. Within two weeks, God had answered our step of faith. And we said, I said to Becca just the other day, I said, I believe this is the year God wants us to go for our goal. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I said, I just believe it's our year. I'm not going to call the church to go say, hold nothing back. And then us kind of just take an incremental step. I, I said, I believe it's our year for our dream goal. And I've written it down years ago. And I said, I just need to, this is our year to have faith and to hold nothing back. And she's, she's like, looks at me and she's like, and I said, are you there? And she's like, I'm there, I'm there. And then we started like celebrating, getting choked up like I am now even. And we're like, okay, God, we wanna go and hold nothing back. We wanna hold nothing back. We wanna go for it. And I believe this as I give the last thing. We are the first church in our movement of 13,500 churches. We're part of a fellowship of the Assemblies of God. We are the first church in our movement to do 3 million to world missions. No church had done that. Then we are the first church to do 4 million to world missions. Then we're the first church to do 5 million to world missions. And now I'm asking our church to be the first church to do 6 million for world missions. And if we do our 8 million for kingdom builders, and if we give faithfully in our tithe, we'll hit $6 million for world missions. So we'll have our missions, we'll have our kingdom builders, we'll be expanding the kingdom of God. I believe he's asking us to hold nothing back. We could sit back and celebrate and say, what a great year, what a great church. We could get comfortable. Or we could say, we wanna live a life that's dangerous that says, hold nothing back. Hear my, send me, pick me. If, if you're not sending me, God, allow me to create wealth that will send people. Allow me to sacrifice that will catch your attention, that will say, I'm holding nothing back. Some of you have been dragging your feet on going to next or being in a life group, or you feel called to lead a life group and you haven't done it. It's time for you to hold nothing back. It's time for you to go all in and just say, I'm going to live a life that says, I will hold nothing back. God held nothing back for us. If we hold it, we lose it. If we give it, we gain it. That's the way I want to live. I want to live a life that says, I hold nothing back. Here you go, God. Here you go. I'm holding nothing back. So I want you to take your card again with me and just hold it in your hand and see those two widow's mites. Let's say, God, we hold nothing back. It's a big year. We're doing this all for the glory of God. We're doing this all so people will praise the name of Jesus, so people will have churches, so people will have clean water, so people will know and be set free out of trafficking, so ministers will be trained that will start new churches, so the people in our communities, we're not forgetting about them, so our neighbors will have a place to know Jesus. And any campus that's too full. We've got to start more services. We've got to inconvenience ourselves and hold nothing back to reach more people. So as we hold these things, God, in our hand, we hold them and we just see these two little thin ones. And they remind us that the widow held nothing back. She threw in all she had. And so God, I'm just asking for each one of us. And as we pray, as we seek you, what is our holding nothing back? It'd be easy for us to say, well, yeah, it's money, but it could be our life. It could be that we've been running from a call to be one of the 500. Help us to hold nothing back. 
could be that it's so simple. We've never served. We've just consumed in church and you've been nudging us. You've been saying, hold that back. There's people that need to be helped and find Jesus. If you would serve, it would open that opportunity. I don't know what it is, but I pray for each one of us that we'd hold nothing back, God. We'd hold nothing back. And as we take this with us, this card and these little widow's mites, help it to remind us that this is the year we live holding nothing back. And as we do this, I pray we do it all for your glory and all for your honor, that your name would be praised. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen.